You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Freestyle. Welcome to Fantasy Freestyle. My name is Tony Sincata, and he, of course, Benny Ricciotti, Dane Martinez, enjoying the 4th of July festivities. And Benny, you got to love it. Dane's got the 4th of July off. He's probably, you know, enjoying some festivities with some liquids and some grilling. What could be better than that? Yeah, not much. I actually think it is better than that, Tony. If I'm not mistaken, I think he's actually in vacation in California. So he's out on the West Coast right now seeing how they do it for Fourth of July. So he's still got a longer, to, a little bit longer to wait for fireworks than we do tonight. Now, the NBA is going fast and furious. It opened up uh, July 1st is where you could sign officially with teams. And there was a breaking story today that Gordon Hayward had signed with the Boston Celtics. Now, his agent has come out saying Gordon Hayward has not made an official decision as to where he was signed as a free agent and that he's still working things out. And this was originally reported by ESPN's Chris Haynes that he was signed with the Boston Celtics. Adrian Wojciechowski, also of ESPN, uh, closed one of Hayward's agents. Gordon hasn't made a decision yet. We're still working through it. Until we see this uh, right now with a signed contract, I don't know what to believe, but Gordon Hayward has been rumored to be with the Celtics for two years now. Yeah, I mean, for those of you who don't know, the Celtics coach, uh, Brad Stevens, is actually his former college coach when you know they made a little bit of run there to the, uh, you know, to the NCAA Final Four when he was over at Butler. So, I mean, these two guys have been talking about getting back together for a long time. And i got to be honest, Tony, a lot of people don't watch some of the late games on the West Coast. I don't think people really understand how good Gordon Hayward is. Like, this would be a major, major signing for the Boston Celtics. And they don't have to give up all those draft picks that, you know, Danny Ainge has been coveting so much and and he loves so much. It it would be a big deal if they do get him over here. I kind of feel like he is signing already. I I feel like he's going to wind up there in Boston. And I think his agent kind of knows this too. And they're just kind of playing it coy a little bit because... You know, they probably haven't told the Utah Jazz yet that he made up his mind. So it'll be interesting to see how this thing plays out. But, I mean, again, I don't think anyone's going to be shocked if he does wind up signing with Utah because everybody kind of expected it to happen anyway. Yeah, we'll come back. We'll break down we'll Gordon Hayward, some of the play, and some of the other things happen in the NBA. You're listening to Fantasy Freestyle, brought to you by the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, fantasy nerds, here's a question for you. What do mozzarella sticks and the Fantasy Sports Radio Network have in common? They're both awesome apps. But seriously, download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app right now and get all your favorite shows and fantasy advice at the touch of a tiny icon on your screen. Snapchat and Instagram aren't going to help you win a fantasy football title, but the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app will. So go get it now on Google Play and iTunes. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My name is Tony Sincata. He is Benny Ricciotti. This is the Fantasy Freestyle. Uh, but, you know, we just hung in there and we uh, decided to hang out and see what it's like right here 
on the Fantasy Freestyle. As we listen to Dane Martinez each night, he gets us a little fired up, and we're talking a little bit about the Boston Celtics situation involving Gordon Hayward. I got to tell you, I was watching some highlights last night of Hayward and, and going through some of the stuff. He does one thing in the NBA that you've got to love, and you've you got to figure out these are the guys that are marquee players, and these are the difference between being very good and being a marquee player, is that he creates his own shot. He doesn't mm-hmm. go down the court, wait for a point guard, and spot up and, and and hit a jump shot. He can actually create his own shot off the dribble. Yeah, not only can he create his own shot off the dribble, Tony, but he scores in so many ways. He's a good jump shooter, so if you back off him, he can knock it down. Like you said, if you come up on him, I mean, he runs the pick and roll as well as you know any small forward in the league, and I, and I mean that. I mean, he can pass. He can go to the basket. He can hit shots. He's He makes the right decisions out there on the floor. He's a very efficient and effortless player, and for those of you who know what that is, like there are certain guys that you watch him, and it almost looks like they're not playing hard kind because it's just everything just comes so easy to him this guy was born to play basketball like on a basketball court he's always in the right spot he always makes the right move he's not afraid of the big moments we saw that with him all the way back to college I mean at the end of a game this is a guy who wants the ball in his hand he wants to be the man he wants to be the guy taking that final shot I'm telling you, he would fit right in there. Like Everybody made all these jokes about the Celtics, about they should have went and got Paul George, they should have went and got Jimmy Butler. If they wind up with Gordon Hayward, they got themselves a small forward that can be the you know small forward on a championship winning team and another big piece for them to help build around. So I, that's the way I'm looking at it right now is you still got all those draft picks. You bring in Hayward. He's going to be a starter for you. You know, I think the thing that gets lost here, Tony, Jay Crowder is a very good basketball player in his own right, and a very underrated one, too, and also an amazing defensive player. It almost seems like he's just going to get pushed out of the way here if they bring in Hayward, no? Well, that's the thing that's interesting to me, right? I mean, you look at Jay Crowder. What are they going to do at power forward to Boston Celtics? Like, is he going to stick around and take that power forward role? I think the way the NBA game has changed and where everything's pick and roll, that you can get away with not really having a forward. But the Boston Celtics, the one negative you have against them is they're soft up the middle. Uh, Big rebounders put up big games against them. Now, you would think that would continue if they're going to go with him as a power forward, or does this mean there's another trade in the works uh, where Crowder's on his way out? Well, that's the thing. I mean, Crowder does have value, so I think you can trade him, but I don't know if that's the smartest move. But I do think that you know his natural position is the small forward spot. So if you're bringing in Gordon Hayward, whose natural position is also the, the small forward spot— you know, you're going to have to wind up moving a guy like Crowder. And you hit on the big thing for me. You know, I've been saying this. People have been saying, oh, if they get Gordon Hayward, they're going to be the favorites in the East and they're going to be, you know, the Cavs and all that. You and I are NBA DFS guys, Tony. We played NBA DFS every day. And I think you and I both said the same thing every day. Who do the Celtics play today? Who's the big man on the team against the Celtics? That guy's going to have one of his career rebounding and scoring nights tonight because. For all intents and purposes, as much as I love Al Horford, who was hurt for half the season anyway, Al Horford is a six foot ten inch center. He's a power forward playing the center spot. And when they go up against some of those bigger, legit seven foot centers that, you know, have some skills, like a guy like Brooke Lopez, Brooke Lopez ate the Boston Celtics alive last year because they just don't have somebody who can guard a big man like that. So I do still think there are some holes in this team. Gordon Hayward is a nice piece. But I don't think he's going to be the guy that changes everything around for him. 
No. So, but do you think this makes them better and puts them closer to the Cleveland Cavaliers? I do. I do think it makes them better. Like I said, I am a huge Gordon Hayward fan. I don't think people realize how good this guy has been and, and all the things that he can do. Adding a Gordon Hayward definitely makes your team better. Just like when, the, when we talked about the Houston Rockets adding Chris Paul last week. It's not that I don't think adding a Chris Paul to your team makes your team better. I just don't think it's the thing that's going to put you over the hump and allow you to beat some of the teams that you know you weren't able to beat this year. I mean, adding a point guard is great, but you know this is a team going out there with Clint Capella, another six foot ten inch guy as their you know main big guy and starting center. And yeah, you might be able to win some games in the regular season, which you know Mike D'Antoni has shown that he's able to do for years and years and years now. But playing that style and playing small and using an undersized center like Amari Stoudemire when he was in Phoenix or Clint Capella here or even the Celtics trying to do without Horford, it rarely ends up well for you once the playoffs are all around. It, it does really end up well. So we're going to see how that NBA move, and if the Boston Celtics are done, like I said, I can't picture them being done in this situation here uh, because they're going to need a power forward. They're going to have to bring someone in. And I think Jake Crowder is going to be a, a bait. I think he's going to be a bait in a big trade. But that's the thing, though. I mean, all these years they've been stockpiling these picks for that moment. For you know, you bring in Gordon Hayward, you fill in another piece of the puzzle. They drafted Tatum, who's another guy that can help out in that situation. You know, they do still have Avery Bradley and Marcus Smart. Although, if I'm not mistaken, I think both of those guys are in the last year of their deals, and I think that's you know part of the reason why they brought in Hayward too. I mean, you mentioned it. Hayward has shooting guard skills in a small forward's body, but you know if you have the other players that you can put him in there where you can use Gordon Hayward at the shooting guard spot, that's not a bad thing. So I think there's a lot of guys on the Celtics here who would be dangled in trades. I think guys like Avery Bradley, guys like Marcus Smart, you know, guys like Jay Crowder, these are all guys that they could offer along with the you know treasure trove of draft picks that they've accumulated over the years here to try to fill in some holes and bring in some of the pieces that they need. I mean, you know, do you see any guys out there, like like is DeAndre Jordan somebody who you think could be a center that they would be going and trying to target right now? I mean, a guy who rebounds and blocks shots and plays defense seems like exactly what they need. He seems like the perfect fit to me. Now, the Clippers, of course, changing things up. They lose Chris Paul. Uh, today they're rumored to be in a three-way deal where they're going to acquire Danilo Gallinari from the uh, Denver Nuggets. I think maybe he is available, and maybe that's a place where they could go and look at. Now, see, that's an interesting move because we, we didn't really have a chance to talk about it, but Paul Millsap signing with the Denver Nuggets last week, you know, that gives them Millsap and, and Jokic down there uh, you know, on their, in their front court. And then they also still had Wilson Chandler and uh, Danilo Gallinari. Now, as far as I know, I think Chandler might have been a free agent, no? So did he resign or did he sign somewhere else yet? Uh, he is still uh, with uh, them in that one. So uh, that's a guy that could be on the move as well. Yeah, or even if he's not on the move, if they're going to send Gallo away, he could be somebody who slides right in there at the, the small forward spot. I mean, we this was a guy we talked about during Daily Fantasy NBA season. You know, when Chandler was in there and there was no Gallinari, Chandler was putting up some monster numbers this year. This is a guy that can score. He can rebound. Now, the problem is, and this is the problem I had and you had last year with the Denver Nuggets, they have a very deep team. They go 10, 11 guys deep, and the coach was willing to kind of let everybody play. So whether it's, you know, Jamal Murray one game or whether it was Jameer Nelson the next game or Emmanuel Moutier or Gary Harris, um, you know, Will Barton, I mean, all those guys – contributed and they all played a couple minutes 
I think right now would be a good time for Denver to kind of package some of these guys away and maybe bring in another piece or two that they could really use. And the thing is, he's 30 years old, Chandler. He's a little undersized to be a forward. He's a little too big to be a, a guard. Like, he's always one of those guys that he's great coming off the bench. You really don't know what position he is. He's probably better suited to be a small forward. Yeah, and, and you actually hit the nail right in the head there. He's a great, like, sixth or seventh man because, you know, when you put him in there, there are games that he looks like the most outstanding offensive player on the floor. He comes out there and just lights it up. And then there are other games where he just he just can't throw the ball in the ocean standing on the edge of a pier. And, you know, those are the games where he used to get pulled early, which is why it was good that Denver had all that depth. But like I said, for guys who play daily fantasy or anybody who plays a, a best ball kind of style of NBA um, you know, season-long fantasy – this is definitely a guy that you should be looking at because he has had some very, very big games. And if you're going to clear a clear path for him to get more minutes, I think we could see more of it next season. Uh, we definitely could see more of it next season in the NBA. Uh, things going fast and furious. And I like the offseason in sports. Like, are you one of the guys that like the uh, free agency? We've got teams trading. It keeps the NBA in there all year round. We have the same thing in the other sports. It's a crazy offseason, of course. Uh, Kevin Garnett going back to Golden State. So stay tuned for more from the Fantasy Freestyle tonight right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Quarterback to receiver hookups. Running back depth analysis. Rookie values in dynasty leagues. Deep sleepers. Training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at RotoExperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. Welcome back. Fantasy Freestyle right here on the 4th of July. Special edition, Benny Ricciotti, Tony Cicada. I got to tell you, we've got this sports movie tournament that's going on uh, that Dave Martinez put together. And this is the problem with some of these. Like, some of these movies have been around forever. And I don't know if everybody's seen some of them. Like, do people go back and watch old movies? Like, tonight, we have the Tin Cup versus Raging Bull. Now, Raging Bull is one of the top movies all time mm -hmm. in the movie era. But I wonder how many people saw it. Now, Tin Cup, I love that movie. I think it's a great movie. Uh, it, it did get my vote, but I felt a little dirty not voting for the Raging Bull, uh, which actually was made in 1980. Yeah, I think that's a problem, Tony. And we also have a, you know, we have a wide diverse audience out there of people who listen to and play fantasy sports in general but i do think that a lot of the people who are on twitter and voting on these polls are a lot of the younger people who are a little more tech savvy and a lot of those people may have seen tin cup but you're right they probably haven't seen raging bull they probably haven't gone back and you know checked out De nero and then you know seen him in that movie so yeah i think that this is going to be won by tin cup here but i do think that there is a little bit of uh a little bit of cultural bias that goes on in this tournament. That's what I think. 
a little cultural bias there, and that, that's one of the things that you know it, it happens in the world. I mean, this is this is like this. Uh, we have our guy Chris Pavoner, who you can hear on the weekend edition of the producers on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, fntsy.com slash radio. It's the way to go. Chris, uh, who are you voting for in this uh, illustrious matchup that we have here? I think I got to go with Raging Bull. I absolutely love the movie. I love Scorsese. Uh, I might be a little biased on it. And uh, it's funny because you talk about how the movie's it, it, it's so it's such an older movie, and maybe our audience maybe hasn't seen that movie. Um, that was one of the first movies, first sports movies, I ever saw. Hmm. Really? So yeah. that that was a uh, see. We can uh, thank Chris Bavona's parents for making that thing uh, happen. Nah, that wasn't my parents. Right You're kidding. Yeah. My, my parents would never let me watch a movie like that. It was <laughs> it was my brother that showed me it. Oh, really? So there he was. He was babysitting one night and uh, said, "Hey, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna do a little raging bull tonight." Yeah, that was it. That was it, and I appreciate it because it's such a great movie, too. Can't really argue with that. Yeah, yeah, you can go ahead and vote at FNTSY Radio on Twitter. FNTSY Radio on Twitter. And now a lot of people look at the 4th of July and say, hey, that holiday's out of the way. Coming up next is Labor Day. Labor Day means football. And I'm getting ready for my fantasy football drafts. You need to go to rotoexperts.com. And right now, tonight's the last night to get 40% off. It's part of our our fabulous 4th of July free-for-all. It's not quite free, but it's almost free. It's 40% off. I mean, heck, I did a little shopping today. I went to Old Navy, and I got 40% off there. But I would much rather go to Roto Experts because it's a... You know, it's a gift that will last you know, all throughout the season. It's an amazing thing because it's not just a pre-draft package where it tells you all the rankings, tells you to pick. They actually update things every week, and you can have it for 17 weeks of the NFL season. And here's the thing, Tony. You know, people always say, oh, well, I'm not going to pay any money for fantasy advice. That's crazy. Well, you know what's crazy is not paying money for fantasy advice when you know that everybody else in your league is doing it. And you know what? If you go and you listen to these guys and you you know you read all these articles, you're going to wind up making your money back. I mean, that's the whole point of this, you know, in general. If you have the best information, you're going to be in the best position to go out there and win your leagues. You're going to be winning the waiver wire, you're going to be winning your drafts. You're going to get tired of winning, Tony, as we like to say over here. That's going to be one of the things that happens. So, make sure you get out there and sign up for it. You know what's funny about that is uh, I always when people tell me they can't afford uh, the package, you know, whatever is going on. Everybody's life is a little different. Um, but when I find out that they play for money and, and they can't afford the package, that that goes hand in hand, right? I said, well, you can't afford it because you don't have it. Yeah, that's exactly right. You can't, you know, you're you're not able to have the loose cash to use it because you're not using it and therefore you don't have the loose cash. I mean, it's pretty much a chicken or the egg kind of argument out there, people. You can go at it your, yourself and, you know, you can do hours and hours of research or you could allow people to help you out and, you know, kind of point you in the right direction. You know, you still got to make your own decisions and your decisions are still what's going to put you either in first or last place in your league. But isn't it nice to know that you have a little bit of a cheat sheet there, that you have some guys who are, you know, like Tony and I and sitting around and looking at all these stats all day long and giving you the best information possible? I mean, you got a whole bunch of guys who won, a, you know, a whole bunch of awards from the Fantasy Sports Writer Association because they're pretty good at what they do. So, you know, you might want to take a look at what they do and, and see why the Fantasy Sports Writer Association decided to honor them all. 
You know, it's one of the NBA uh, off-season acquisitions that is out there is uh, Rudy Gay is toying with the idea of going to the Oklahoma City Thunder and joining uh, George and Westbrook, uh, but he can't make the money that he wants there because of the cap limitations on the Thunder right now. So now it's a choice of Gay. Does he play for the money, or does he look at this Oklahoma City Thunder team and say, hey, I want to win, I joined that group, I can put them over the top. Now, i got to be honest, I have a little less expectations of Paul George than I think most people do. Agreed. I feel like the same way on Rudy Gay. Like I, I don't think that gives them enough to be anything more than a top four team. Like I look at Golden State, they would be there. I look at Houston, I think they would still be there. Uh, this Minnesota team, I'm interested to see how this one plays out, if they can go there. But it wouldn't shock me if they were in battle with them. Uh, the Spurs, I'm discounting them, and that's probably a mistake. And I think you could put them in that group. Would this make Oklahoma City have a chance in the NBA in that Western Conference? Uh, short answer to me, Tony, is still no. And, I, and I'm going to tell you why. I mean, I don't see how this really makes them all that much of a better team. Basically, what you're doing here is you're allowing... You're probably going to try to use Rudy Gay at the four spot. And that means you're going to use Paul George at the three, and you're going to use uh, Russell Westbrook as the point guard. And then you're still going to need to put a center in there and, and find one other perimeter player to play with them. So what it does do is it gives them a little more flexibility in guarding teams. You know, they could go with guys like Paul George and... Uh, you know, Rudy Gay going up and banging with guys like Draymond and Kevin Durant if, they, you know, if they're playing that quote-unquote lineup of death against uh, the Golden State Warriors. But is that, are those really matchups that we want? I mean, you know, LeBron James, who even at this stage of his career is still a pretty good defensive player, really struggled to guard Kevin Garnett in that series. Really struggled to guard Kevin Durant in that series. And then now you're going to have Rudy Gay, who's never really been known as a good defensive player, and you're saying, oh, well, the way we're going to counter Golden State is letting him be the guy that guards Draymond Green. I mean, I know Rudy Gay has rebounded a little bit better since they started playing him as a as a stretch four over there when he was in, uh, in Sacramento, but, I, I mean, do you really think that this is going to change anything? I still think that that gives them two guys that are you know kind of behind the eight ball there because I don't think either one of those guys really match up with the guy you're expecting them to guard on the other side so I don't know I don't really see how this is the move that gets them over the hump I think if I read this correctly the only thing that the Oklahoma Thunder can offer to Rudy Gay is the mid-level exception which is I think it's about eight and a half million dollars is the max on that so, yeah, he would be taking a hit. Here's the thing, though, Tony. This guy had a huge contract when he was in Memphis. So he's made quite a bit of money over the last couple of years. So, I don't know. A lot of guys get to the end of their career and decide, you know what? I don't care about making any more money. I already have a, you know, enough for myself right now. I want to win a ring. So, I don't know. Maybe that's what he's thinking. But I honestly think that there are better teams that have more cap room that would be better spots for him to go to if that's his goal. So, I don't really see why he would do this. Uh, Dane Martinez uh, just called in the program. I don't believe he's on hold, uh, but he wanted to tell us that he played golf like in Tin Cup, where he shot nothing but a seven iron uh, the whole course. Now, I look at a guy like Dane Martinez, and I believe this is a true story, and I think it's not because he chose to. I think he went to like a flea market, and he picked up one club and said, you know what, I'm going to go golfing. I'm going to show up with one club, and I'm going to see what people say because he likes people to look at him. That's why he often uh, broadcasts in that uh, booth right there at Rock and Riley's 
and uh, he sits there, you know, all day, all night, so people can look at him. And I think that's what he did with his seven iron. So that's why he didn't show up for work today because there is literally nobody in this restaurant tonight. I think everybody, there's a couple people out on the deck having <laughs> drinks, but I think everybody else is uh, standing over there on the, you know, over on the east side tonight and, you know, kind of waiting for the fireworks to start in the East River in about, I don't know, another hour or two. I'm actually hoping to be able to get out of the city tonight, Tony, before they always shut down the. The exit from the Lincoln Tunnel, so that I, I won't be able to get home for the hour that the fireworks are going off. So, yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna try to run across to Port Authority and make sure I get back to New Jersey before they close that down. Because I don't want to be stuck sitting on a on a bus for an hour and a half while fireworks are going off. You don't want to watch with your friends on the bus. Well, that's the thing is I wouldn't be able to see anything in the bus. Mostly, I, I take the ghetto bus home, and for anybody who lives in the New York City area, I know you know what I'm talking about when I say the ghetto bus. And a lot of them, they don't even have, uh, you know, they don't even have actual windows that you can see out of. So, it's a little bit rough down there. Um, uh, I don't even, I don't even have a question. <laughs> I think this will go the wrong way if we. Uh, your guy though, that's going to the home run derby. And a field has been announced. When we come back, I'm going to ask the man who does not want to ride the bus during the fireworks what he thinks of the fireworks that could be happening Monday night at the All-Star festivities. Do they have the right guys in the home run hitting contest? Does he like the field? Is he excited about it? Is he going to be bringing a glove? Stay tuned to the Fantasy Freestyle. Dane Martinez is at a golf course with a 7-iron, and we're here talking fantasy baseball. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Everybody's talking about fantasy freestyle. It is my man, Benny Riccati. Benny, I'm trying to find out something. I, I, I have some information here that I don't know if it's true. Have you ever had that happen where you, you read something and you're not sure it's true? Oh, all the time. I mean, any, around the NBA trade deadline, there were all kinds of fake, Woj, uh, you know, Wojnarski um you know, things popping up. So there were fake Woj bombs coming left and right. I didn't know what was real and what wasn't. Now, why would they have a – I don't understand the whole fake news. Like, what do people get excited about, like, trying to trick people so they report it, like, on their shows and on their blogs? And is that the whole emphasis of it, to try to uh, keep it out there? Like, why do people get excited about this? I don't know. I mean, there are people out there who, uh, you know, the steal a line from the Batman movie. Some people, Tony, just want to watch the world burn, and, you know, that's what they do. They think it's fun. I don't know. 
Yeah, uh, what I was trying to find out is today, uh, if you guys have listened to Red Heat and Rage right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, their horse, Conflict Diamond, ran in the uh, ninth race at Georgia Downs today. And I'm trying to see how they did uh, as far as uh, in today's action, of how that went off and um, how they uh, they finished there with uh, the new horse owners, uh, Gabriel Morency and Cam Stewart. Uh, give me one sec here, Tony. I could probably look it up on dailyracingforum.com. That is the, uh, as a former horse racing degenerate myself, that is usually the authority that you would go to to find uh you know what the results were for any of the races. That's one of the first places they'd pop up. Uh, oh, see now I, I'm at a uh, I, I'm at a site that says the results not yet available. I wonder if this is a racetrack by night. We'll see if uh, Benny's able to get some of those. Now I was talking about before this. Benny will be in attendance at the All Star Week festivities, and I got to tell you, it's it's one of the greatest events that I've ever went to in my life. I, I've gone to uh, I've gone to everything but the Super Bowl as far as marquee events. I've been to the World Series. I've been to the NBA Finals. Uh, I, I've been to even Stanley Cup games. And the home running hand contest that I went to, I think it was in 1999 at Fenway Park, uh, was absolutely one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. It was electric. It was amazing. And this year, we've got Giancarlo Stanton and Justin Bohr, two of the hometown guys, as this will take place in Miami. And he'll be joined by Cody Bellinger and Charlie Blackman to have the National League squad. In the American League squad, two Yankees, Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez, the Royals, Mike Moustakis, and Miguel Sano are in the home run hitting contest. I got to ask you, when you look at this field, are you excited for this event? Oh, I'm incredibly excited for this event. I mean, for for those of you out there who don't know, I actually won a contest on DraftKings last week where I get flown down to Miami and they give me a hotel room for three days and I get to go to all three days of All-Star festivities. So we're going to get there on Sunday. We're going to go. I'm taking my eight-year-old son with me. We're going to go see the Futures game and the Celebrity game. I'll probably take him home before the Flowrider concert at the end of the night. There's certain things that an eight-year-old probably doesn't need to learn or hear and I don't want to have to explain them to him. So we'll probably leave before that. But Monday night for the All Star for the home run derby, Tony. I actually they had a contest for the three winners, and they had field passes, and you got to pick which night you wanted to go. So I actually picked Monday as the night that I want to go. So we're actually going to be down on the field during the home run derby, which I think is going to be probably about the coolest thing ever. And I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, the guys that I want to see in this contest are the guys that are in this contest. I mean, you look at the young guns like Bellinger and, and Judge who are taking the league by storm this year. Um, you know, you look at the, the stat cast gods for the people out there who love those numbers, guys like Giancarlo Stanton and, and you know, Judge again and a guy like Miguel Sano, you know, the guys with the 110, 115 mile an hour exit velocities. And, you know, I think this is just going to be a great event. I'm really, really looking forward to it. I think it may even be more fun than the All-Star game, to be honest with you, because the players are a lot more laid back. They all want to go out there. I mean, you know, these guys always wind up putting on a show. It feels like every year one guy just gets, like, smoking incredibly hot. Like, I remember Josh Hamilton doing it the one year, and, you know, there are always guys. Somebody's going to go out there and hit, like, 20 home runs in there you know, first or second round matchup. And that guy is rarely ever the guy who winds up winning the contest because they usually, you know, tire themselves out before they get all the way to the end. But 
you know, again, you want to see like maybe a Bryce Harper. You're a little upset that he's not in it. And I, I thought, I don't know if you saw this, Tony. I thought his comments about the home run derby, you know, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, the same way that LeBron James comments about the dunk contest kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I don't think these guys understand that this is, you know, you guys are kind of the face of the league. You should be in here kind of giving back to, you know, the sport that basically allows you to never, ever have to have a real job for the rest of your life. So I'm a little bit upset about that, that he's not going to be there. But honestly, I mean, you get Judge, you get um, Sanchez, you get Sano, you get you get Stanton. It's going to be a show, and I can't wait to be there and check it out. Yeah, I totally agree with you on Bryce Hopper. I said, uh, hey, this is a story that basically this kid – is the face of baseball, him and Mike Trout. Mike Trout actually tried to get back from an injury to play in the All-Star game, and he had Bryce Hopper, you know, poo-pooing an event for the fans. And I think there's no doubt he should be able to play, and he should be in this contest, and he should show up ready and raring to go. And when he doesn't, I think it's a problem. And like you said, his attitude makes me crazy. And I was telling, uh, I tweeted the Yankees fans, Hey, you got two kids that want to play there. You know, get you know what? You guys don't need Bryce Hopper when he comes. He's a great player and everything, but hey, hey, show up, get out there and hit some home runs. I mean, is it really that a big of a deal? Uh, you know, the whole thing is that the fans want to see you. And again, you know, you need to you need to remember, you know, who's paying your salary here and and you know who are the people that have made you the superstar that you are it's basically the fans here and you know harper's a guy who he's kind of rubbed people the wrong way almost his whole career a lot of people say he's kind of entitled you know that the people in in the washington nationals aren't really they love his talent i don't think anyone's going to argue with his talent but they think he's a little bit of a prima donna i don't know i think you probably remember this wasn't it jonathan papelbon who you know basically told him he was acting like a little kid and the two of them got into it in the you know in the dugout out and they wound up getting rid of you know Papelbon and obviously keeping Harper around but a lot of his teammates there were a lot of rumblings when that whole thing went on that you know a lot of his teammates were like hey you know what we're glad Papelbon said something because you know the kid's head was getting a little bit big and then you hear and you see situations like this and you know again I love Bryce Harper he's an amazing player but you know stuff like this kind of turns me off to him. I totally agree, and I think that people lose sight of it. We talk about LeBron James and the whole dunk contest and such. I mean, to me, this is actually a lot easier than the dunk contest because the dunk contest is some planning and some athletic ability. This is basically what these guys do in batting practice every day. Well, that's the thing is you're basically being asked to go out there and take batting practice in front of you know a national audience on TV and – help promote the sport. And if you're one of the ambassadors of the sport, you're one of the guys that, you know, the the sport is trying to promote and they're putting your face out there and you're one of the, you know, the big time players. I mean, again, this is a guy who is going to be a free agent pretty soon and wants to go out there and sign a half a billion dollar contract. You know, they're talking about him getting the biggest free agent contract in the history of free agent contracts, topping the money that John Carlos Stanton got and the years and all that stuff. You know, any team that's going to give you that kind of money, they're not just giving it to you for you to go out there and play baseball for them. They're giving it to you because they're going to make you the face of their franchise. They're going to build a team around you. Your face is going to be on T-shirts. Your jersey is going to be the one being sold in their, in their shops. Um, you know They want every little kid around to be walking around with your jersey. 
you know, you can't be that kind of a personality. You can't expect to get that kind of a money and, you know, be a combative personality because if a team is going to make back a half a billion dollar investment on you, they're going to have to do it with more than just what you go out there and do on the field. And players may not like to hear that, but you know what? If you don't like to hear it, don't expect to get a half a billion dollar contract because there's no way a team could justify it. Now, our boss, Mike, uh, Michael Cardano, had a uh, tweet out there today saying, why, uh, saying, does Michael Conforto end up being, uh, being an all-star? Should he be an all-star? And he actually said that he has the same numbers as Joey Gallo, besides the 192 batting average with runs scored at RBIs uh, there. And I look at this. And I just can't believe that Jacob DeGrom's not an all-star, first of all. So I don't know how Mm -hmm. uh, this got here. But what's your thoughts? Do you picture Conforto as an all-star? No, and I'm going to tell you why, Tony. Because he's had some good stretches, but he's also had some bad stretches. Like right now, he's obviously on the DL. But before going on the DL, I mean, he went about a week without a hit. And I know this because I have him on one of my NFBC teams. And I've been like... What the heck is going on with this guy? And it almost feels like this is becoming a reoccurring thing with Conforto. Is he comes up, he gets really unbelievably like scorching hot for about three weeks or so, and then he kind of fades, which is exactly what he did last year. Now, the thing that everybody said last year was, oh, well, it was his first time in the bigs, and pitchers finally realized who he is and what he does and where he can hit, where he can hit, and they all made adjustments to him. And it's like, okay, well, you know, isn't it his job to make the adjustments? And that's what everybody was saying is, oh, well, they made the adjustments to him, and now he made the adjustments and fixed the holes in his swing. And, you know, that's why he was doing so well at the beginning of the year. Okay, well, if that's the case, then what's the problem now? You know, I feel like everyone keeps making excuses for this guy. He's going to be a good player. He does have upside, but he's a young player, and this is what young players do. They're erratic. So if you're asking me, do I think that he can eventually become an all-star? Yeah, I think he needs to get more consistent in his game. Do I think he deserves to be an all-star this year? No, I really don't think he deserves to be an all-star this year. I mean, who would you put him ahead of? I think Marcelo Zuna, who you know is somebody who's going to be starting in the all-star game, is a very underrated player who's having a much better season than Conforto is. So, you know, who do you put him in there over if you think this is a guy who's supposed to be on this team? 285 batting average, 14 home runs, two stolen bases. 47 runs scored, 41 RBIs. These are pretty pale numbers to me, and not really big numbers. And I don't know what the situation is and how he got in. Every team needs one uh, representative, and I, I, I guess that for whatever the reason that they didn't choose to use the Mets pitcher, Jacob DeGrom. Yeah, I mean, well, DeGrom did have his points in the season where he struggled, so I think that might have something to do with it. Um, You know, he has had a big strikeout season, but he's also been giving up a lot more runs than he normally does this year. But, I mean, yeah, if you ask me who the best, you know, who the best option on the Mets is, I'd probably have to say him. I mean, honestly, you know, you had Jay Bruce who started off real hot at the beginning of the year. You had Curtis Granderson who's been absolutely on fire for about the last month right now. I mean, this guy is somebody that a lot of people left for dead. I mean, he was getting benched for Conforto. And this is the other problem that I have right now is you have Michael Conforto who is literally getting benched sometimes against right-handed pitchers, which is his specialty, hitting right-handed pitchers, because he can't get ahead of Cespedes and Bruce and and Curtis Granderson at the moment. So if you can't even get yourself onto the field on your own team, I don't know. I don't see how he becomes an all-star. I I 
figured out that the race car doesn't start till 7.15 out there in Canada to Georgia down. So uh, ah. uh, we'll have to look at that one tomorrow, uh, see how Gabe and Cam Stewart's horse doing uh, that race. Did you throw a couple bucks on it, Tony? I have not. I, I, I'm, uh, is that something we should do? Or should we uh, invest in Gabe and Cam? I mean, I, I would absolutely love to. The only problem is they closed down all the OTBs in New York City, so... I don't know if I can make it out to the Meadowlands in time for, for me to get a bet in after I get back to Jersey. There you have it. It's the 4th of July edition right here the Fantasy Freestyle coming back. We'll finish things up. Stay tuned for more of Benny and Tony. Many fantasy football players are focusing on their upcoming drafts later this summer. But the smart fantasy owner knows there's another big draft before the one where you pick the players. The first step in building a winner for the 2017 season is to draft the best team of experts for your preseason prep. So make the right selection and pick the squad at rotoexperts.com by purchasing the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. The Roto Experts roster features FSWA inaugural Hall of Famer and former Fantasy Football Writer of the Year Scott Engel, nationally acclaimed top ranker Jake Seeley, 2015 and 16 FSWA award winners Bobby McMahon and Brandon Murchison, and many more analysis with impressive stats. They bring you a draft package bursting with all pro analysis and in-season coverage that'll guide you to title glory. So pick the team to help you build the right team. Make your first important selection of the 2017 season now and get the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package from RotoExperts.com. Be sure to enter promo code FREERADIO at checkout for your discount. Welcome back to Fantasy Freestyle with Tony Scott of Benny Ricciotti. We're in for Dane Martinez this week, and you get two hours of us every night start at 6 p.m. Eastern, so make sure you join us throughout the week. Now, of course, we have the movie selections going on, and people are out there voting, and you guys can vote at FNTSY Radio, and we're going to break down the best sports movies of all time. And right now, we have Tin Cup outpacing Raging Bulls 65 to 35%. That's at FNTSY Sports Radio, FNTSY Radio on Twitter. We have an NBA story that's come in just recently. Uh, the Golden State Warriors had another guy. Omri Caspi has joined the Warriors on a one-year deal. Now, this is not usually a big deal for the ninth or 10th guy, but this guy's not a bad player when you talk about having this guy as your ninth or 10th guy on your team. Yeah, and I think they lost Andre Iguodala last week as well. He's going to be going and signing somewhere else. So Caspi is a guy who can step right into that role. He can play multiple positions. He can, you know, do a lot of things. He defends well. He can score. I mean, you know, sometimes the rich get richer, Tony, and I think that's what had just happened here for Golden State. Although, in the overall trade-off, I think I'd rather have Iguodala than Caspi. Yeah, well, when you look at what happened there in this uh, formation of the rosters and how they go about and how they've put it together, Andre Iguodala, though, surprised people to re-sign with the Warriors, and he got three years, $48 million, so he's going to stay there as well. Jeez, that's just it's just more talent that they're adding overall here. I mean, last year we saw guys like Patrick McCall in there in the middle of the season, and 
you know, stuff like that. And, you know, it's crazy when you can go down to your seventh and eighth man on the bench, and that happens to be Omri Caspi, who, you know, could probably start on some of the other teams in the league. And there's also a rumor out there that this uh, deal involving Danilo Godari is going to actually have Jamal Crawford head to Atlanta, which is going to be bought out of his contract and then signed with the Warriors. Like I said, the richer getting richer. You're just adding another uh, another guy that in a fast-paced, up-tempo kind of offense can put some points on the board. There you have it, folks. It's the 4th of July. Make sure you go out there. Have a good time tonight, but be safe. We'll be back tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern. Thank you for joining us on the 4th of July. It's the Fantasy Freestyle. Dane Martinez, we miss him.